Hey now, hey now, hey now, hey now, hey now. This is the Coffee Schmooze podcast. Been away for a minute, but we're back, baby. My name is David Phillips, aka Mr. Eucalyptus, aka D Philly. A.K.A. the mayor of Fort Greene. You know what it is. I'm back, baby. It feels good to wake up and talk into a microphone. I've just been so fucking busy. I'm just so fucking, fucking busy. Because I'm producing a comedy show. It's going to be on March 4th at 8.30, a stand-up comedy show. And I booked some of my favorite comedians. I booked um, J.C. Best, Whitney Chanel, Irene Morales, Misho Shakur, Emma Schmidt. And I was, uh, I was, you know, producing a comedy show is a lot of work. You gotta, you gotta find the venue. You gotta create the poster. You got to book the comedians and then you got to promote and then you got to do a good fucking set when you're there. And that's kind of the stressful part a little bit for me is that I, you know, the people who are going to come are, are going to be my friends. You know, it's, it's, I haven't, I don't anticipate random people are going to come. They're going to, I, you know, maybe they will, maybe the comedians I booked have random friends or their friends will come, but, um, you know, it's, it'll be, I hope, you know, I anticipate it'll be a lot of my friends coming and, you know, that means I'm going to, you know, I'm going to work a little bit cleaner. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to work a little bit cleaner. It's going to be less, um, less of just the dirty motherfucker on the mic, you know, like less of the nasty, the nasty shit, you know, and more of the, the cleaner stuff. You know, cause, cause I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to soil any relationship with anybody coming to see. It's fucking stand up comedy. It's you know, it's not worth it. It's not worth, it's not worth that to soil the relationship with, with, with. Cause I'm a you know have, have a twisted sense of humor. So, gotta work clean. Have to work clean, have to get the chops up, have to get back in. You know, I, I wanted, I really wanted to be a stand-up comedian this week. I really did. I really wanted to get back and just grind. But, um, you know, the universe is throwing me some curveballs here. Um, I, I really have to be a lawyer this week. I've been lawyering. I've been doing a full, I've been full-time lawyering, um, which is not my preference of life. I don't enjoy it. Um, but you know, when there's deadlines, when there's deadlines in the same week, you got to do it and I got to do it because I got to grind to get the money, you know, and I, I got to grind and get the money because my computer is on its last leg. So I bought a new computer and that, you know, that'll run you $1,500. And so I got to compensate for the $1,500 and, uh, you know, and then also it's like the you know the assignments come, and if sometimes they're all in a week, I'm very grateful for the work. I feel like I'm in a very blessed position. Thank you for the blessings, but you know, I gotta grind. So I'm out here grinding, out here grinding, dealing, and you know that shit is fucking stressful. It's fucking stressful. 
so the comedy show the law the, the uncertainty of the comedy show when is the comedy are people going to come to the comedy show is that shit going to happen that's stressful the lawyering getting everything done by friday this week that's stressful those are the you know the coordination i had to you know hire an attorney in california to appear in court for me because i'm in new york on behalf of my client who's a sweet lady she's a sweet lady but you know she's she wants to be in control she wants to feel in charge of her matter and i respect that so that's uncertainty that's stressful these are stressful things um but you know there was a highlight there was a highlight a big highlight last friday a huge huge highlight and i'm not complaining this is this is not me complaining do i hear you complaining no this is not me complaining i'm not here complaining i'm just expressing i'm expressing the things that i'm stressed about i'm very grateful for my life i'm very grateful i thank the universe for it it's beautiful everything's great i'm so i'm so blessed blah 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 not blah 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 but you understand what i'm saying it's all good but i'm expressing the stress but i did have a a wonderful experience i was in a um i was in an art show in new jersey and I happened to be in this art show because one day when I was walking around in Manhattan, I went into an art gallery and I met a nice young woman who was manning the art gallery. She was the, the front desk person. And, you know, I told her, I was like, hey, boom, boom, boom. I'm a, I'm a painter trying to get into some galleries. Ding, ding, ding. And she said, oh, my friend's hosting an art show. You should apply. So I applied and then some of my paintings got accepted. And then looking at the address, I just assumed that it, the gallery was going to be in Manhattan. And then on the day when we were to drop off the paintings, I realized the gallery was in New Jersey. So I was like, oh, fuck. God damn it. And then there was a moment. There was a brief moment where I thought about not going. But then I was like, you know what, David, you're at the beginning of this art journey. You're at the beginning. You've been painting for what? Two years now? You got to grind for all your shit. You got to grind for that shit. So, you know, hopped on the train and then took the bus out to Jersey, did the hour commute, dropped the paintings off. It was in this funky little warehouse space. And then the evening of the art show came. And so I, you know, did the same shit. Got on the train Went to Port Authority bus station. Then when I was at the bus station, my old friend, Zach Kangas, my, my childhood best friend who then moved to the East Coast, and we've connect, reconnected over Instagram because he does art and I do art. And now we both live on the East Coast, and that's been very nice. I get a call from him, and he says, hey, man, I'm in the city. What are you doing? And I said, oh, you know, I'm going on a bus to New Jersey right now. I got some paintings in an art show. And he said, congratulations, man. I just thought I'd reach out, see if you were around tonight, but I'll catch you another time. And I said, great. Hung up, took the bus out to the um, art show. 
got there, it's packed. There's a lot of people there, a lot of young, interesting, cool people. And then my paintings were on the wall among all these other artists. And I liked all the other artists, to be honest. I was like, wow, everyone here is so talented. And then I I really felt good to be among these creative people. And you kind of schmooze around with them. And what I've noticed kind of about, you know, visual artists, about painters, is that painters are just kind of lovers, you know. They're just like sweet people with a lot of love in their heart. And this is different than comedians, Stand-up comics are have a lot of love in their heart, too, actually. They're just... The flow is different. It's like... It's cerebral. And they're... The, it's like the love... The stand-up comedian's love, like, for some reason, isn't flowing. So it's like there's, there's self There's some... The flow... I guess, yeah, I think all artists are filled with a lot of love. I just, something, I just feel like maybe the comics love is that it's like they have so much love, but like it's like the flow isn't right. Like they're like self-destructing or like the love is expressed through anger. It's a lot of anger. But it, but they're loving people. They have. It's like, yeah, all artists kind of have this like big heart, this big heart of love. I don't know. I, painters are just sweethearts. Everyone that was just a fucking sweetheart. I don't know. I don't know if I can make these big sweeping generalizations between the difference between comedians and painters. I think I take back everything I said, but I just want to say that. The painters were fucking sweethearts. Just just sweethearts. And it's nice it's nice to be with nice people. It's nice to just have a conversation with these nice, sweet, loving people. And it was cool to see my paintings on the wall. It was cool to kind of just like hang around and listen and listen to people comment on them and then, you know, say and then I'd say I'd be kind of lurking. And after I heard them, I I was eavesdropping. After I eavesdropped them and they said some nice things, I'd be like, hey, I'm the artist. You know? that, And then I got to talk about it. That was pretty cool. And then people, people will ask you, they'll ask you, what are you, what are your, what are your paintings about? What, what, what is it about? And for me, I just vibe in the, like, I don't. I'm not conscious of of what I'm doing. I don't come from a heady intention. I just vibe. But I knew I had to give an answer. And through conversations with my friend who works at a bookstore, Gabriel Marooney, a real bright chap, he kind of brought me to light that, you know, like every like hip hop is kind of my higher power. You know, whenever I'm trying to make a painting, I really am trying to make something that has like that that banger quality that a great rap song does. Um, at the time I was making the painting, I don't know if this is true or not, but it's like, I guess, I guess like a banger would be just like really hard drums and then a soul sample, you know, and it kind of just comes at you like trying to hit uh, like a banger. 
So that's what I told people. I said, you know, my inspiration is, you know, hip hop music and that's kind of my higher power and that's what I'm trying to make in paintings. You know, it's all in it's all in the service and honor of hip hop music. I don't know if they were getting a kick out of it or they were laughing at me, the group of people I told. But but hey, you know what? I'm a self trained painter. Bob Dylan said he didn't even know what his shit was about. It just comes out. I mean, isn't that the artistic process where things just come out? Like, has anyone made good art just being super thinky about it? Or is it, it usually just comes from, and it's like you're usually working hard and then the universe just gives you an idea. It, it's usually, everything comes by accident. It's all accidents. You know, you have to like, let go of control and let the accidents happen and that's where the creativity comes so so i don't know but i think that's a part of the game i really think that's part of the art game is that people want you to explain themselves they want you to explain yourself the herd the herd wants you to explain yourself the herd wants you to explain yourself so so i did that and then, out of the blue, my friend Zach Kangas shows up. It was such a surprise. The guy who called me while I was at the bus station. And it, was, it made me feel so good. It was such a kind thing to do. I really felt the love. It was like the sweetest, sweetest thing to do. It was such a nice act of friendship and support. It really meant a lot to me. It really did. And then him and I were just vibing, you know, we were just vibing at the the art show, just kicking it, telling jokes, looking at all the art, schmoozing with the people. And then I said, you know, man, like I got, I got to get back to the city. I'm meeting up with a friend. He said, I'll drive you. So then we just drove in the car and vibed to music back to New York. It was like one of the sickest, sickest nights of my life. It was so fucking cool. To be in an art show and then to get a surprise from your friend at the art show just came to show you love and support. It was really nice. It was a really, really special experience. And it's crazy because me and Zach, we were friends when we were in, you know, like kindergarten through third grade maybe. And then we moved away. We had a really close friendship. And then seeing how we are as 30-year-olds, we kind of turned into similar people, you know, like kind of psychedelic vibey dudes. So it's interesting. It's interesting. It's almost like it's like, you know, nature versus nurture, you know. There's a lot of nature in all of us is when is when you see that shit. But it was a very, it was a very special, special, special evening. And it, I learned a lot from the other artists, like, you know, you, you, you meet them, you talk to them, and then you learn a lot. And um, it just inspired me to go harder. It inspi- inspired me to go harder and inspired me to take a little bit longer on my art. You know, because I go fast, and I'm still go fast, but sometimes, like, on a you can really work a painting. You know, you can really work a painting. And then the other philosophy that's kind of always hard is that all art is kind of a conversation with other art right so when you're making art it's like it's like you kind of do something you try to 
emulate your masters and then you kind of become yourself in the process because you can't be them you can only be you but you're but you're going with an intention and in writing that's very it's like i've been doing it for so long that that's that i mean okay in radio obviously i'm just copying howard stern right so i'm doing i'm I'm everything in radio I do is an ode to Howard because I, I think he's the, the a brilliant broadcaster and the way I try to talk and communicate on the microphone is it's trying to I'm trying to be Howard right so that's what I'm doing here when I write my inspirations very much are a combo of Henry Miller and Ernest Hemingway you know I, I like the stream of consciousness flow of Henry Miller but I like the simplicity of language of Ernest Hemingway. So that's, but I've been doing it so long that it doesn't feel like I'm copying. I'm just, it's just like, it's not even intentional anymore. These two things, the talking on the mic and then the writing. But then for painting, I'm at the beginning of the journey. So, so it's like, I'm, it's more intentionally copying these days. And that's hard. That's hard on the ego. That's, that's a little ego pain. But really, the only person I really want to paint like is Joan Mitchell. She does these just action, abstract paintings that are like nature. And she's the only person I want to paint like. She, I just want to, I want to paint like her. So I just got, I got the textbook out on the desk of Joan Mitchell paintings, and I opened it up, and I'm like, all right, let's go on this fucking journey, David. Let's do this. So it's hard. It's hard. Because she's a master, you know, you're trying to trying to be like the master, but but it's her paintings that move me in my heart that make me feel like holy fuck, holy fucking shit, motherfucker. That's how I feel when I look at her paintings. So so that's who I'm trying to emulate. So that's the journey. But um, I have to try. I have to write two legal briefs today and look through a bunch of photographs of hedges. And text messages between a client and a gardener. It's exhausting. Thank God I got a gym membership. And not only did I have the gym membership, but I also have, um, I also have, um, well, the gym has a steam room. And the steam is mixed with eucalyptus. It's eucalyptus steam. So that's why I call myself Mr. Eucalyptus. And I do a nice Jewish workout. I go, I hit the elliptical. You know, do the elliptical for 15 minutes. Do my push-ups and sit-ups. Light weights of biceps and triceps. Light um, bench press. Some pull-ups. And then fucking hit the steam. It's a nice thing to do when I'm... Because you can't... I can't do yoga every day. I love it, but I think I'm a two, three time a weeker at the moment. Um, but then I go hit the eucalyptus steam, feel, feel like a million bucks. So, so that's the fucking story. It felt good to get it out. I needed to get it out. I had to get it out. I had to get it out. I wake up with a lot. I got to get it out. The new Kanye documentary is amazing. It's amazing. We can, we can appreciate complex figures. I want my rock stars to be crazy. I want my rock stars to be 
crazy.